I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. Today on Ave Spotlight, we are chatting with Father Edward Looney, an author, a speaker, and a pastor up in Wisconsin about what it's like to be a priest day by day in the time of COVID. Well, we'll just get started. Father Edward, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, it's a pleasure to be with you, Katie and Chanel. Now, Father, you are a priest in Wisconsin. Go Packers. Um, You're specifically in Green Bay, right? Yes. So I was ordained a priest for the diocese of Green Bay, Wisconsin, which covers 16 counties and I think has about 150,000 Catholics, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I serve in two different counties. Uh, In Wisconsin, we always like to talk about the hand. And so I'm in the peninsula, which would be the thumb. And so I'm in what's called Door County. And then I have two churches or one parish, confusing, uh, that compre- that are in another county that is neighboring. So uh, I serve two parishes with three different church locations and eight different cemeteries that I oversee. Oh, wow. So that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, so I say eight cemeteries. You know, a lot of the churches have closed because they were in very rural areas. And so there weren't people. They might have had 15 or 20 parishioners and they had to close. So when that church closed, then the cemetery went to the next parish that mm-hmm. everybody was supposed to go to. So that's why I have eight cemeteries. I have two of them, though, that nobody has been buried in since, like, 1920. <laughs> so we so the, just yeah. mow the lawn and everything like that. <laughs> and pray for the dead. That's right. <laughs> so, Father, that's not typically normal. I mean, normal. Now, I say that. I mean, what is normal anymore? Um, especially with the, I don't want to say the vocations crisis, although that might be part of it, with just, priests are stretched a little more thin. So I guess we wanted to talk with you today. I mean, Chanel and I are just curious, like, what's a normal day look like for Father Edward Looney in three church buildings, two parishes, eight cemetery life? Yeah. So, you know, of course, with the pandemic, it looks a lot different than it did a year ago. um, Because, for example, our religious education in the parish now is pretty much all virtual. We're doing all sacramental prep in person. But We just don't have the space to accommodate all the students uh, to come in in a vented area to have the six feet of social distancing. So everything has to be online. So, you know, you take that out of your Wednesday night, going to the RE classrooms, things like that. Typical day would simply be, obviously, as a priest, time for personal prayer. And that's done, especially through the liturgy of the hours, through, uh, through a holy hour, meditation, spiritual reading. I have daily mass every day at 8 a.m., except on Fridays, which is my day off. Um, So I don't have a public mass, but often on my day off, I'm saying mass at relevant radio. Um, And then let's see. And then it's just, you know, the the day-to-day stuff of of parish life. Uh, My parishes are rural, and that means that my parish offices are only open on Monday and Tuesday in the one place and Monday and Wednesday in the other place. So there's not a need to be open every single day. Of course, we have an answering service that will forward any questions or emails or calls or whatever uh, to me, and then we'll address it the next time that we're able to. Right now with the pandemic, it's hard to visit people. Uh, You can't really go to nursing homes. So before I was saying nursing home masses every week, and 
Now I don't have a nursing home mask. Uh, they won't even let us in the door uh, of nursing homes. I've done a few different window visits uh, to parishioners uh, through, the, through the nursing home windows. So that was kind of a neat little experience. Uh, I was, they told me I was the first pastor to do that in the area. So uh, yeah, that's kind of the day right there. It's kind of a lot different than what a priest would be used to. You have the occasional funeral as well. Uh, during the summer, I had seven funerals in 10 days, which was the most concentrated effort of funerals that I ever had. But, and that was all in one parish. My other parish hasn't had a funeral since March, <laughs> you know? So wow. it's just very interesting, kind of the, the differences and, and the kind of how you can go for so long without a funeral. And then you can have so many at a given time. Mm-hmm. With all of that on your plate and stuff, how do you find time to pray and, and take care of yourself? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so to pray, to take care of myself, you know, you have to have a good schedule. And uh, I'd like to think that I manage my time well. I've written some books and things like that and, um, to do all that. And people say, like, how do you find time to write and all that stuff? Well, you just fit it in where you can fit it in. <laughs> You do what you're supposed to do. And then, you know, for me, writing is creative expression. It's kind of like a hobby. I like doing it. I like learning and sharing and teaching. And so that's uh, something I enjoy. So then I'll make time for that. Um, you know, I think it's saying what is important to me. How do I prioritize that? Of course, the spiritual life should be number one. You said taking care of yourself. So, yes, exercise. So I exercise four or five times a week or other times, you know, just going for a little stroll or a walk. But, you know, it's important to take care of our physical health uh, because when we take care of the physical health, well, then you're taking care of your mental health and your emotional health and all that as well. Um, I think it all comes down to prioritization of time. Oh, wow. Okay. I totally get that. So do you... Um... Do you have any things that you do for fun that you do to take care of your physical health? I know some of my friends like to um, run for fun, which to me seems like a crime. So is that you? Do you like to jog? (laughs) I mean, that sounds insane to me, but. Yeah, so actually I do run um, or jog or whatever. Uh, I especially like running or jogging or I'll walk jog sometimes, you know, on my treadmill, I'll walk for five minutes and run for 10 and, you know, do that back and forth. And uh, I especially like doing it on the treadmill because I like to watch TV. And so Mm. it gives me productivity for that time rather than sitting in a recline or wasting an hour of my life to watch the latest episode of the (laughs) Chicago series. I can watch the Chicago series while I'm walking on my treadmill. So it's like killing two birds with one stone that I, <laughs> I want to exercise. I want to watch this TV show. So for me, that's a, a way that I'm able to watch some of those shows that I've come to, to like. And, you know, talking about television, sometimes you wonder, like, do I really need to watch this show or whatever? But uh, and, and that's a good examination of conscience, I think. And for me, it's I just really want to know how the story ends. It's like mm. reading a book. And like, if you put the book down halfway through and you never finish it, well, then you don't know what happened to the main character. So some of these shows I started watching years ago, and I'm only continuing to watch them only to see how the, ser- the series finale ends. And let me tell you, every series finale I've ever watched has always been so disappointing. 
My favorite show growing up was <laughs> Monk. Uh, Adrian uh, Monk was yes. this obsessive compulsive detective. And mm-hmm. I remember watching that series finale and I was just so disappointed. Or remember Seinfeld. That series finale, I think, was disappointing as well. So um, (laughs) it's like I'm just going along so that I can be let down at the very end. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you're you're expressing and having this conversation with you, Father, you're a normal guy who can also confect the Eucharist and forgive sins. But like you're a normal guy with a really cool background and story and you know, normal hobbies, as well as this awesome ministry in these parishes. You know, Father, you have actually said mass in my house. We're friends. Um, (laughs) You came down to Louisiana. We fed you gumbo. You said mass. That's usually the exchange rate in in my home. Um, Have some gumbo, get a house mass. And you shared with me then that you were looking for family members. And, and it was such an incredible, it was like, wait, what? Because you were adopted and you've since spent time finding your family. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So first of all, can't wait to come visit your new house when the <laughs> pandemic is over. Yes. That you just bought and are repairing from the hurricanes. But uh, yeah, so actually my mom was adopted. I wasn't adopted. So I'm the son of an adopted. Ah, sorry, that's what um, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. And yeah, it's a crazy story. So I ended up doing ancestry DNA. So you know, go to the store, go to Target, buy the tube, spit in the tube, send it off, and they'll tell you your results. And, you know, my only motivation in that was because my last name's Looney. It's my, I have my mother's last name. So uh, Looney is Irish. Go to Ireland, County Clare, go to Looney's bar. It's right there on the water, on the, <laughs> on the water. So, um, but I want to confirm that I had some Irish, even if it <laughs> was 2% like it was. <laughs> But, you know, I know that my name is Irish, my blood isn't. But then the, the most bizarre thing is, is then, you know, Ancestry DNA begins to recommend people that they think are your relatives. And, of course, I don't have brothers or sisters, so I wouldn't have that. And I didn't really look at that feature, but I did get a message from one person and they said, hey, you have a lot of the love line. That was the last name, love line. I'm like, boy, is this like... Uh, some sort of hooker that's, you know, spamming me right now. And it turned out to be that, uh, that no, that was their family last name. And they were, she was actually able to help me identify who my mother's biological father was, which was something that we never knew. Um, so that was the love side of the family. But then a, a few months go by, August comes around, and this would have been last year, 2019, I get a message from a girl named Megan. And Megan says, you're my highest family match. My mom was adopted. I don't know much about her history, but I'm wondering if you could let me know how we're related. And like, of course, it should have connected. My mom's adopted. Your mom's adopted. Obviously, they must be sisters if we're cousins. But like, we're, we're morons. And so we didn't think about that. We go through all of the different stories of, that we know and lines and connections and Finally, I say, I think our moms must be adopted or must be sisters, both put up for adoption. My mom was born in 66, her mom in 69. I said, send me a picture of your mom. She sends me this picture of her mom. And that's when I thought somebody was spoofing me because (laughs) it looked like an exact image of my mother. It looked like I was in the picture as a kid, as a little child. And then it was my mom. I'm like, who got this picture? I've never seen this picture before in my life. But no, it wasn't that at all. It was, in fact, her mom 
and her as a baby. And so our mothers could have been identical twins, even though they were born three years apart. And we went through and confirmed all of this through the Wisconsin uh, Department of Families. I got the information about her mom's biological mother. Her mother's deceased. My mother's deceased. So, um, but this cousin then, Megan and I, we've become, she, I would consider her one of my best friends. And we've spent holidays together and um, things like that. So it's been a wonderful friendship. We text every day for the most part, call once in a while each week and, and uh, yeah, really a part of each other's lives. And it's kind of a hidden blessing. Never, never expected to find it when I wanted to know if I was Irish or not. <laughs> yeah. It was just, just so you could go to that bar and say like, I belong here and you end yes. up with almost a sister. <laughs> that's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I always am wary about those ancestry kits just because it's like, are they trying to collect our DNA? Like the one conspiracy theory I'll entertain. But you hear a story like that, and like, that's pretty profound. That's pretty cool. People can find family um, and add to their story. Yeah, definitely. There's a Facebook group I belong to that is people always sharing um, how they found their family. And, you know, they're very heartwarming and very touching stories for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so awesome. That is so awesome. My older sister did the ancestry ancestry test and she's been trying to get us to do it, but I think I'm on a I'm on Katie's page where I'm also <laughs> like I think that people are trying to steal my DNA and clone me or something. So but that's awesome that that happened to you for sure. Um okay, Padre, so um usually every week we share our hope for the week. So what is your hope um for this upcoming week? Yeah, you know, as Thanksgiving approaches, I think that uh, a good hope is to have that all people, including myself, this year of 2020 will find something to be thankful for. And as I celebrate Thanksgiving Day masses, that hopefully some people will come and that's what they'll, they'll experience. They'll find something in their life that they're truly thankful for. And, you know, maybe another hope is, is that as families do probably gather for Thanksgiving, that... Uh, that the COVID doesn't spread among them, that everybody stays healthy and well. And, you know, talking about the cousin, we're still up in the air about whether or not we're celebrating Thanksgiving together. I'm hoping maybe for Christmas. Uh, We did Christmas last year and not Thanksgiving, so I don't have expectations, but uh, I hope that, you know, everybody really knows God's blessings uh, in in a time in which maybe it's hard for us to identify. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. How about you, Katie? So Claire is getting baptized on Saturday. So my hope is that she doesn't scream her head off during the baptism, but also uh, that it's a joyous day where we welcome her, you know, into God's family. She's becoming Catholic and that's a, that's a good thing. That's so awesome. Um, So my hope for the week is that my older sister invited me over for Thanksgiving. And uh, so I'm in the middle. And so my older sister is awesome because she definitely has her life together, has a full blown house. So my younger sister and I are really excited to just eat all of her food and, uh, you know, eat eat all of her food and drink all of her drinks. And uh, my hope for the week is that she doesn't ask us to leave because we eat all of her food. So I'm excited to just, uh, you know, mooch off of her for a whole day. So I'm excited. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Father, where can we find you and buy your books, listen to your podcast? Don't you have a podcast about this ancestry stuff? Uh, I did. It's kind of dormant now because where I was getting the stories from, 
Uh, they told me I couldn't solicit people to share their stories anymore. Uh, so, so it's gone dormant. Um, I have another podcast. one day to revive it. I do. So people can find me. I have a website, edwardlooney.com. Uh, I'm very active on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook at the handle at FR Edward Looney. And the podcast, if people want to listen to us, how they love Mary and you know, sometimes we have very Marian podcasts where that's the main topic and focus, but other times it's talking about our Catholic life and identity, and there's always a segment about their Marian profile. So that's how we can say that this is how this person loves Mary and get in uh, the title uh, for the show. So, uh, so yeah, I've been doing two episodes a week now, which uh, has been a, a big blessing to me. It's something that, again, I thoroughly enjoy and one of those things I prioritize and and I really love doing it. Awesome. Well, we'll put that down in the show notes along with uh, your books. So thanks so much, Father. Thank you, Katie and Chanel. You can find Father Looney's books and podcasts down in the show notes, like we said. I hope you follow that and use the resources that he's created and he works so hard at. He also recently has posted on his social media accounts a hunter's prayer, a little prayer card with a prayer that he wrote for those folks who are out in the deer stands waiting for the big finds. You can find all of that over at his social media accounts, which we have also linked. Speaking of social media, we hope that you will join us, Ave Maria Press, over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Like our pages and follow along for all sorts of really great content, daily posts about the saints, posts about this podcast and our other podcast, Ave Explores, as well as exclusive information about different books that we have, both in the works and available to purchase over at AveMariaPress.com. The holidays are, of course, coming up, and the big sales that everybody always looks forward to around this time will be all available over on AveMariaPress.com. A link is down in the show notes for you to find those social media accounts, to find all the great deals that we have coming over on Ave Maria Press with great Catholic books to fill stockings and to warm people's hearts and help them grow closer to Christ. In the upcoming few weeks, Ave Spotlight will have some really great content to help you prepare for Advent and celebrate Christmas with a a holy mindset. We also have a little mini-series coming out with um, Advent in mind over at Ave Explorers, so you can go follow the links down in the show notes to find that podcast as well. We hope that you find a reason for your hope this week the same way that we have. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we can't wait to see you next Monday.